All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I... I know Afterburner is is killing the flames. Is this show also no. responsible? We're okay. I think we're fine. Yeah, I mean they uh, they started what uh, five and two with us out of the gate. <laughs> I, is that number that Pike tweeted last? Is that true? That's accurate. They are six and zero oh on nights we don't do on nights we don't do our post game show. I, it's basically Friday Saturday nights. They love it. The Flames are party boys. They love the weekend. They hate school nights. They hate getting up early. They don't like riding the bus. They don't like doing the reading. They don't like doing their homework. They love the weekends. Six and oh. Six and oh non-afterburner nights. And I like I haven't verified, but it's Pike. He's very good at math. And what? Two out of thirteen? Two victories in thirteen games that we've done? Two, seven, and four. So two out of thirteen. <laughs> it's a three oh eight points percentage, which would have them like in pole position for Bedard. It's incredible. And we're sorry, and we're I'm sorry. It's we're for sale. I'm sorry. If you want to end afterburner, cut us a huge fucking check, and we'll shut the thing down. Calgary Flames, you listening to us? Yeah. Drew Living, Bean, is there anything else? Murray Edwards, cut us a check. We'll stop doing this thing. Anything else, Rhett? It's got to be it. No, pull your heads out of your ass and win some hockey games. I okay. don't think it's our fault at all. Well, okay, too, I guess. All right, I mean, fair enough. Fair I enough. mean, here's the thing: it doesn't have to be the Flames to cut us a check. If the Minnesota Wild want to cut us a check, we keep doing these things. Well, I was, <laughs> but you know, at the same time, I was listening to uh, 
afterburner this morning with you guys. If if the tank for Bedard crew, we could do we could do more shows. We could do maybe two, twice a day. Do a pregame and a post game, right? I don't think there's enough runway for Bedard. No, I don't either. I don't either. Uh, I mean, there is. It would just be you'd need to lose every single. We do all the afterburners, so they they lose out, mm-hmm. and then you got to probably win the lottery as well. You wouldn't be dead last. You have to win the lottery. Sure, yeah. do it. This group with Bedard would be great. They haven't. Cool. They haven't Deadly. won back to back. What they finally need to do is get a real stud centerman. Let's get him. Let's yeah. go. Let's do yeah. it. Where'd that forty goal guy go from last year? How do you get one of those guys? You had what? Yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. It is a Tuesday that feels like a Monday, but is a Tuesday. I assure you, that's the case. Uh, we're here in the Tower Chrysler Studios. And Rhett. Just T's and P's to the shoveler who is missing a whale of a day in Calgary. If you are keen on shoveling snow, it's Christmas here. Really? Foot. Yeah. How, how long was the commute, Dino? Normally and today? I was just, you know, take your time. Well, that's what I mean. So yeah. how much time did it take? Well, it didn't take that much time because I just stayed at home. I just waited it out. You're at home right now? <laughs> I just, I'm not going to. Okay. I left about an hour later than I usually do. Yeah, all right. Like, I can sit in traffic and wait to or turn on the bulb, or I'll just sit at home and sit on the shitter and uh, look at my Twitter. Hmm. Well, at least you're well rested. <laughs> you heard me. Uh, so the Flames fall 4-3 to three to the Philadelphia Flyers. It's quite a cast. And th- listen, when, when you're the team that's losing, you can't be pointing fingers and making fun. That's not how it works. But the Jackson Stauber... Samuel Erson, Mad Sogard, holy Magnus fuck! Halberg. It's really quite a cavalcade it's of stars that yeah. the Flames have have lost to in the They're last three weeks. Christopher Gibson all over the place. Um, I didn't, and the thing is, their first period was tremendous. They were very good in the first period, but then ended up giving up a goal and were down one nothing. Yeah, they had chances galore. Yeah, this wasn't the um, rinse and repeat type loss that they've had this year where you're like, they're settling for bad chances. They're not getting enough chances. That's BS. Don't look at the shot clock. They actually had a ton of chances because you mentioned the first after that, they had two breakaways, like straight clean breakaways. Could you finish one of those two fellas? Pelche had one. Dubé had one. Well, they had a two on O. It was Dubé and Coleman with the breakaways. Yeah, you would hope. A two on O. Pelche with a, a couple chances in tight. Rasmus from like inside the hash on each side couldn't finish. Like, this was not a, they didn't get chances, don't be fooled. Like, it actually was a no-name goalie or a guy we have, don't know a ton about yet. Who's He's now 6-0. Um, after a long five in his first game, but not getting the loss. Uh, but he, the goalie was good, and they did get enough chances to win, and it was not even close in the goaltending department at one end versus the other. Again. Repeat? Just push the repeat button. No, the they they got more chances than what we've seen. This wasn't Detroit. Oh, they didn't generate like shit. There, there was a ton of chances last night. Are we are we thinking they've turned the corner? Then, <laughs> no. like you're saying, oh, no, 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 Saturday no, no, no. was it's good. a loss. No, Monday the no. Okay. I said it on Friday's well, just, show. I'm I said not, if they I'm could, not, I'm not being being a smartass. If they come out against the Rangers and they're really good, how do you give them credit? Because they consistently play to the level of their competition. Oh, they beat the Rangers. Oh, who's shocked? Nobody. That they beat the Rangers. We, we basically called it, and then came back and lost to the Flyers two days later. They shit their pants against Detroit with a pathetic effort, and it's like, yeah, but you know what? They'll probably be really good against New York. We all sort of thought it wouldn't surprise us at all. It's a rather likely outcome and sure enough 
they're on them early. They get a couple of goals. It's Markstrom's best performance of the year. He only blows one two-goal lead, and they get a point in overtime. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. But this is, this, is, this is why they're frustrated. They're not bad. They're good when they want to be and bad when they should be good. It's, it's, this is why it's frustrating. If they were just bad at everything, it'd be like, yeah, this is what they are. But they continually show up against very good teams and play well and then look awful against doormats. They beat Tampa at home. They've taken three or four off the Rangers in terms of points this year. They got zero out of four against Detroit. They've lost to Chicago twice. What the hell's going on here? Like what actually is happening? And they're going to Arizona later tomorrow because this is Tuesday. Feels like Monday's not Tuesday. Wednesday tomorrow. Arizona's been really good at home. Remember they they went what two games at home before twenty on the road. They've come back into that tiny little junior A barn and they've been way over five hundred. Look out! <laughs> yeah, the Coyotes who don't want to win. Yeah, and the Flames who desperately want and need to win. Go Coyotes. What's the what's the get on the betway right now and figure out what the yeah? Uh, can you get that line early a day early? Yeah, the Coyotes are now sixth from the bottom. Like they're not. This is bad news if they want Bedard. Yeah, this is not good. It's really not good for them. San Jose worse, Montreal worse, Columbus worse, Anaheim worse, Chicago the worst of the worst. You know, uh, Rhett, you brought it up on Afterburner last night, and I mean, you kind of agreed. This team, because they've shown flashes, like you say, they're, they're not bad. Mm-hmm. They, they have talent. They yeah. play poorly at times, but they're not a bad hockey team. They're not, they're not a great hockey team, but they play very well at times. It's that score effect that hits a team. And I feel like the Flames are very prone to that. If they're down by one, if they're tied, or if they're up by one, three completely different hockey teams a lot of the time. If they're, protect, a good look. if they're protecting a lead or they're up, man, it's, it, it could slip through their fingers. I just, it, it's a weird team to kind of put your finger on, mm-hmm. but I just, that one extra save but, may, make, would make such a difference for this team because a one goal lead, maybe it's a two goal lead. Yeah. Instead of being down, maybe you're tied. It, Shit, you shouldn't have been down one nothing after one. If you switch goalies, you're probably up three nothing after one. Like, it's not close. They, they got to stop running back to Markstrom after a solid start. Like, kudos yeah, for Saturday, but that's that like does, four of the last five. He sucked. <laughs> we'll yeah, and all, all that stuff that we're talking about right now makes sense, but to me, it all speaks, too, of a, a group that's weak in the dressing room. We yeah. can't overcome any of the adversity, right? Like, uh, again, you could you could single it out and say, well, Markstrom, he absolutely needs to make that safe. But you shouldn't be that fragile that it ends you. And yeah. You can't overcome some of this. Like, and, and, and I don't think you can blame Markstrom for, you can blame him for results, but you can't blame him for efforts. And there's been too many flat efforts, what we were talking about five minutes ago, where you're playing a shitty team and you're worse than they are. You're trying. Yeah, Detroit twice. Not even, you're not trying as hard, right? Ottawa, Detroit, Columbus, Chicago, right? Like that, yep. that Markstrom doesn't control the efforts there. You know, put put some of the blame for the, for the outcomes on them. But maybe they're, I don't know, they're confusing and they're frustrating because if they do get that save and everything changes, who the hell knows what they are? Yeah. But 
They're the only ones in the room that can control it. It's my kids. I gave my kids shit today. They're off this week and they're sitting around doing nothing. I said, well, so it's somebody else's job to, to make sure you're doing the right thing or do, accomplishing something. It's not how life works. Rhett's hey, anti-parenting. Right? What? It's a parent's job to coordinate shit for their kids. Come on, kids. Grab this world by the tail. You got a week off. Well, look at society nowadays, Pinder. You keep helping your kids. See how many of them live at home till they're 30. <laughs> I I, uh, I feel like that's a rabbit hole. Maybe not for the show today. Yeah. Pinder. Pinder. Um, I don't know. I, I've just said it over and over again. They look like they're a collection of, of players. Yeah. They don't feel like a team. It's a talented group that doesn't add up to the sum of all the parts in the results category. You know, it took, what, 50 games or whatever for that Backland, Manjapani, Coleman line. That feels like a line. That feels mm-hmm. like there's chemistry there. Yeah, always. They Since they put that group together, you know exactly what you're getting every single night, and they've almost scored every single night yeah. since then. They were tremendous in the first. Manjapani had that one that goes off of, off of his shoulder in the power play. Yeah. Coleman threw the legs off, off the, the post. Friggin post late in the game and Backlund had a couple of great chances in tight in close Loading anyway the save yeah um, the glove save at late but outside of that I've liked Huberdo for the last couple of days better he's been better I think Pelche that's the one thing I think Pelche's really fit in I like him to the point he's almost standing out now now maybe that's an indictment on everybody else but you notice him in in positive ways now Kadri's more roller coaster than I thought like dumb penalties uh, turnovers and then like a great play and a goal. You're like, Ooh, there's, there's some volatility here. Like it's a couple games in a row now where it's like, don't take that penalty, including like Lindholm's out on Saturday, right? He gets the misconduct at the end of regulation. So you're going into overtime three on three list your centers. Yeah. <laughs> like it's Backlund and someone you don't want in the ice. That's a tough spot to put your team in. Now they get the win and Backlund happens to tip the puck in, but your game plan for three on three is not to have one top nine center available. And that's on Kadri for running his mouth at the ref when it was already done. You're not changing his mind. The penalty has been served. You're in overtime. Move on. There's six minutes left last night. Don't take a penalty that puts your team in the box for two. It's Cause now you only got four minutes where you can get a chance to tie it up without a shorty. Right? This isn't something new. No, it's not, but, but it's, yeah, you'd like we're seeing it in this, not. these silks now, right? Like yeah, Toronto Maple absolutely. Leafs fans know all about this. There's the losing is cool. And what three playoff, two playoffs in a row there. Yeah. I know Daryl shrugged it off last week. He was asked about the his record after two periods when trailing. No wins. Oh, 13 and two is where that stands now. And Daryl kind of well, it's the no. I don't. I don't even really know what he said, but he basically lent very little credence to it. To me, that that's an indicator of a team that that doesn't have that chemistry, or maybe is a little bit fragile, that they just can't. And, and maybe some of those games, you're not going to come back. Maybe you're down by two or three and you can't expect. Yeah, but, but you know what? How many, how many times, I, I would guess, out of that, whatever it is, 15 games, how many would have been one goal? 11? Well, 10? They've, they've come back with leads and blown those leads in a couple of those, too. I feel like, I feel like that's more telling but than Daryl wants us world. to know. Well, and, and to, isn't it odd in today's world where there's no lead that's you can protect? Like, I think we were talking about it early in the year where leads yep. were evaporating for teams left and right, three-goal leads, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden teams are coming back, and, and you end up losing those games. Like, it's not 
the dead puck era where it was score a goal and shut it down, right? It's a whole different world. So the fact that they can't come back and win a game is, well, sad. Yeah, because everyone's doing it, to your point. Like, we see more multi-goal comebacks in games this year than we have probably in decades, if not, like, since the game was different when goalies didn't drop down and looked like small people. Yeah. Um, And they don't have one. I even think about that Bob Hartley year, 2014-15, the find-away flames, and they had, I think, 10 find a way comeback victories in the third. And that was a much less talented group than this one. Uh, what we know the, the, the data is telling us, and that's easy to see is that their goaltending is not good enough at five on five. They're bottom five in the league in that category. Their power plays bottom five in the league. That's a major issue. And that if you're not going to get both of those things, I'm not surprised if everyone's in a bit of a funk. Because how do you feel good? You're going to lose a lot of games if you if you have an awful power play and you can't get saves at even strength. And it's about not doing the same show over and over again, but you mentioned the power play. And there have been a number of games this year where we've come in and said, you can see how the Flames sag after a shit effort on a power play and the other team gets momentum. You saw it twice, both times leading to goals. Guys twice come right time. out of the box and it's in their net within 30 seconds. Yeah. So it's the, it's the exact thing we've been talking about and you had it happen twice. Yeah. And not just gaining momentum, but scoring off of your power play. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I, and you know what? I, I don't know enough about power plays like to assign blame. There's enough talent there. And I know under previous regimes, assistant coaches would be getting crushed for this kind of production. We're not seeing enough. I, I don't see enough. It's too static. And I, I get that the players have some responsibility. I'm also not seeing, you know, I remember when Marty Jelena was at a coaching conference that I emceed and he talked about a pass to one person and right back to the same guy it makes that defensive posture so much different. Just the one in and out. In less than a second, you forced a bunch of people to move. There's a lot of standing and holding. I, I think it could be coached better. It certainly could be executed better. I don't think we're, we're watching, you know, the savants of, coaching on power play here and whether that's daryl taking over someone else's file or kirk muller or whoever the responsibility falls there's room for improvement on that side alex can you throw that board up one more time for those that are just listening on the uh, on the podcast here we have the visual you just look at the at the numbers on the left the power play 25th uh, shooting percentage 30th Uh, so i don't know what you well, that's Again, I, quality I, of shots, not great. right. Like so we've talked about quantity over quality for so long. Also, probably some like, damn it, it feels like they're the puck luck's not great, and I think mostly it's bad volume. But I think there's also some puck luck in there. But that one second from the bottom, and it, not to pile on, but everything else just feels like you're wasting your breath. If you have a save percentage on eight eighty nine safe save percent, you're twenty eighth overall in that category. You're just not going to win. You can talk about power plays or efforts or chemistry or line combos and all of that. If you have the 28th worst save percentage, yeah. well, they're fortunate and, and, to be where they are. Well, think about it. How many one-goal games have they played with that, with that goaltending? It's wild. I'll say it again. I, of all the things, everything that the upheaval and everything that happened in the offseason, whether you thought they were going to be better or worse and they'd miss Johnny Kachuk, that whole thing, the last thing on my mind... In, or on my list of concerns mm-hmm. was, is the goaltending going to be okay? That was the last thing I was worried about. Of course it's going to be okay. Vladar looks really good and you've got Markstrom. 
They're going to win. Those guys will win you games, right? How many games would they single-handedly win you? It's been the 180. How many have they lost you? Can you think of a game where it's been, well, where you've said Jacob Markstrom won them that hockey game? Not many. He helped on Saturday, How but that's a small list. Year? Zero shutouts this year, nine last year, and he had eight in the first half, if I'm correct. So 18 points. Yeah, you're not going to 18 lose total, like 18 points out of your standings. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's why this group's so frustrating because if they did get goaltending and the power play was even just middle third of the league, it's tough not to see them in a home ice spot. That's how weak the Pacific is and how much one goal hockey they've played with bad goaltending and a power play that hurts more than it helps. It feels like they should decline power plays at this point. We haven't critiqued the power play enough and you're absolutely right. It's it's brutal. And I, and, and I wasn't on the power play, so I probably don't give it as much attention as I should, but are they changing it? Have they tweaked it? I see Backlund the odd time standing in front. Do I like that? I don't know. I mean, it, it's pretty nuanced, right? Ideal. I feel like the power. Yeah, I feel like the power play has to run through Huberto. I don't know that it does. I mean, we had oh my gosh, what's his name? He was uh, Versteeg on the other show years ago. He said we got to have a sh- you got to have a shot. The stick's got to be in the middle of the ice to be shooting that. I don't even know if they're set up the right way. Yeah. Well, and they switched their units coming out of the break. Was... That was a big thing, too. They've left the Pelche, Cadre, Huberto line as one of the groups out there. And that was a big shuffle because now that's Lindholm at the Foley with Manjapan. Like, they've done a big change. It just hasn't worked. I like the points for trying something new, but take the points away. It might be worse than the one we watched before the change. And it feels like the only one that's scoring is to Foley on that off wing. And that's, I mean, that that's that's great and you're happy for him and that at least he's scoring some of those on some of those shots but it doesn't you don't even get momentum no it's the opposite to dean's point they're 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 now sapping momentum with their power plays and teams are immediately capitalizing after them that one power play it was so predictable connectney knew exactly where it was going he just skated to an open area and they just dropped it right to him or it was he read it perfectly it was hilarious yeah that was the drop pass that didn't work yeah. <laughs> the drop pass that didn't work yeah oh man um so i i, I am conflicted i am conflicted because like you say red with the if you get better goaltending 18 points you're talking about a team you're not you're not w- wondering if they're going to make the playoffs they would be very healthy in a playoff spot and then you could look at other things but i just there's just I just come back to it. There's just something not right about the team as a whole. And mm-hmm. in a way that they're fighting for a playoff spot is a testament to what's there. Totally. And that that how could you not be frustrated? Like you say something's not right. How about losing a lot when you expected to win a lot? That adds up to being not right. I think this group was very right six games into the year, and then they lose one game to Edmonton, and all the lines get thrown in the bladder, and it feels like Daryl's oversteering. And I'm not saying the season falls apart there, but I mean, since then, they've been a bad hockey team, and that's wearing on these guys. Like, we, we watched Markstrom. Like, I mentioned it on Afterburner last night. There's some very Mike Smith vibes after goals now, where he's eyeballing defensemen, hand, palms to the ceiling. Um, that's a frustrated guy. That's not a, hey, let's just ride this out. And I know he's intense and competitive, but like it's it's more than uh, we've seen in his time in Calgary, and that, that speaks to the level of frustration that has to be not just in the crease, but the whole roster. Well, I said it after that that Ottawa goal, the overtime winner in Ottawa. 
you could see how it went in short side, mm-hmm. bad goal, and how he just kind of slouch, just stood up and skated off. So yeah, yeah, resigned to the fact it was going to happen. So what do you do, Rhett? Forty-four is in that locker room. Rhett Warner, you're twenty-eight years old. You're a you're a veteran. What do you do with this team? Do you, do you lock the door, or kick the coaches out? Do you take it? What do you do? It's it's too effing late for that. Honest to God, dude. like it's it's too late. Like they've they. You never want to. You're not throwing in the towel, but having a screaming match now. If if they've waited till this point, then they didn't care enough. You yeah, know they I mean? didn't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, like so now somebody's gonna step. Oh, I've had enough. It's time to get going. Uh, you're sixty games into the season. Now's the time to rally the troops. Like, what you've if- absolutely you've. Have we seen uh, the the closed door meeting? Have we heard the players like normally in when seasons like this unfold, where a team with high expectations, you know, stumbles mightily and is well below everyone thought? We hear the oh, after the game there was a closed door meeting, and whether those work or not, I don't know, but at least speaks to a level of we've got to change this. Have we had that this year? I can't recall one. At least that was public. It doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Have. I haven't heard of about one, so I mean we're not privy to that information. If they have done it, typically they don't work anyway. But they certainly at least show that there's some Shows care, you care factor. Like and it, yeah, right. Like if they haven't done it, you know, you think think about it right now. What are they? Fifty-seven games into the year, middling at best, have squandered opportunities left, right, and center, and now you're going to have a meeting and say you care about it. I mean, I guess better late than never, but what the hell were you waiting for? Yeah, I, I suppose. But, that, but, but that aside, because they are, they are right there for I a play. And it's we, frustrating, Dean. Yeah. I, I don't know what you say. Yeah. I don't know what you say to a group like this. Part of the problem is it's a veteran group. They shouldn't have to be yeah. coddled or told how to perform and play professionally. Your goaltending stinks. Well, what's a player going to do? call out Markstrom uh, yeah. goalies are weird right you they got to find their own way sometimes and typically play, yes exactly typically players don't get in the way of goalies you you got to let them find their own path out of it so I would have a hard time the, the Rangers game I actually I, I think I'm talking about the fight game yeah, in, tr- in New York. The most emotion we'd... Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. They have lost. Seen them. for months. Yeah. On the Flyers. Uh, Saturday, decent. But uh, it's going to sound stupid, but a fight, a running of the goalie, a drag. You, you need a bunch of guys to get out of character and play gritty and gross and... And I said last, there has to be a rally cry. Friday, I said it. Yeah. Something has to galvanize this group mm. into becoming and caring about each other and and, and picking up the, I don't, the, whatever, the battle flag and wanting to accomplish. But th- there doesn't seem to be a, a, a concerted effort to figure that out. I mean, they're struggling and this, that. But there has to be a lightning rod, something that sets this team ablaze and gets them 
fired up. I know. I don't know what that's going to be. They've yeah. had lots of chances for it. The Truba hits, Rasmus getting clunked by a vehicle in Detroit. Like, there's all kinds of rally around opportunities here. They just haven't made the most of them. And every time we see one, we're like, here it is. And then the next game, they're out flat. And you talked about back-to-back wins, or you were about to earlier. It's like, they, for whatever reason, they can't string positive results together as good as they do look when they're right. Yeah, it's been almost a month, whatever it is, since they won back-to-back. And I mean, you're right, Rhett, and it's, I think that's... I, I, you, you would know because be, between junior and pro, you've been in so many rooms and you would have seen this, that the word galvanizing, that's what it is. And maybe like th- those are, those are instances where it could be right. I think it's, it, it doesn't have to be an on ice or a, or a hockey thing. It, it could be anything, right? Well, Rhett said last week, it's Gloria coming on on the road when the Blues are in a losing streak and they make it their theme song and away they go. They rally around it. It's just, you know, there's been events where they could have. They just haven't. I, like, but to your point, it doesn't have to be on the ice. And sometimes it's management. Sometimes management gives. Yeah. Here's a player. Go or trade this guy out of your room. Or it's a, the coach is saying, this is our guy. We're riding him for two weeks. Yeah, I don't know. Like for all the, they're not getting goal 10. Dan Vladar is 10, 2, and 3 in his last 15. I, I still believe that, and Pinder make that's true. Vladar should have maybe have more rope here and be getting more games, and maybe we'd be feeling different about things. The issue I have, and I've said it, I always say it, and it, it doesn't always hold true, but Brower, Troy Brower, comes to Calgary, why? Well, Took the money. final contract, big money. How many guys are here doing that? Quite a few. But it, it's not the guys that are the problem. I mean, they certainly, no, that's not true. The, there's yes, There's been is. some guys yes, that have struggled is. mightily, but I, I don't look at like, you know, Jacob Markstrom could have signed anywhere. This wasn't like take the money. He took less money to be here. His problems are different than take the money problems. But with, with Kadri, Huberto, and Uyghur, these are guys that have probably signed the last deals of but, their career, right? I agree with that. And they've all been... Less than expected but to differing degrees. Tanev? Yeah, Tanev's not been a problem. We, I don't think Tanev's... We like Tanev, yeah. but... Well, he's not been a problem, but has he been the solution? Like, it's easy to go, well, he's not a problem, but no, you brought him in to fucking solve problems. You're supposed to be a leader, and if Daryl's being a prick, he should be one going into Daryl's room saying, get out of here. He's not. And and I'm not, I, I'm not saying Tanev is the issue. Mm-hmm. Markstrom's the same thing. He might have got more money this... My point is, they're building retirement homes, right? And, and, yep. and that's a figure of speech. No, that's a, that's they're, exactly their, their what mindset. Yeah, right. That's what James like, Neal was. A lot of that. Michael Backlund's played. Yeah, Michael Backlund's played real good. He's been here his whole life. Do you think Michael Back? I mean, but Michael Backlund's focus is on staying a Calgary Flame, getting another contract, and riding, not writing it out. But it's not about winning a Stanley Cup. Is he in the media going, well, if I'm not going to win here, I'd like to go somewhere else. And is he in, you think that Michael Backlund's in the background going, Hey, Brad, uh, if we're not going to, if it's not going to work out here, can I, can you get me to a team where I got a chance to win? If it happens, it'll be next It doesn't make Michael Backlund a bad guy. You you can praise him for his loyalty and this and that, but it can be a, a look into what's important for these guys, Right. And, and I don't care. Michael Backlund can be Michael Backlund. That's, that's his prerogative. But 
is winning all that's important right now? Is Kadri as focused on winning this year as he was last year with Colorado in the last year of his contract? No damn way. No mm-hmm. damn way. Has he been okay? Yeah. He went to the All-Star. Tanev, you brought it up. Well, is Tanev doing – it's hard to question Tanev because he comes with the – he'll play at all costs – He's a grinder. He's a worker. He's battler. He's a you know he's a sacrificer, and it's hard to question that. But is he doing everything over and above to help this team win? I don't know. I think when you brought him in, he's focused on winning. Yeah, Lucic was to get rid of James Neal. I I, yeah, like it's lesser two evils from the Flames perspective, right? Again, I'm all I'm saying is there's a lot of guys that can go home and not feel too stressed out about where they are. They might not be enjoying the season, mm-hmm. but they can look in their bank and they can look in their house and they can look at their lifestyle and they can go, meh. It was, I forget who it was that told me in terms of putting a roster construction and putting a team together it, along the lines of you're probably not desperate to eat and fight for scraps when you're already full. Mm-hmm. And that's, you're, you're right, Rhett. It's at the end of the season comes, uh, maybe some guy for some guys, I've, I've already got my cup ring. I've already got my paycheck. I've already, I'm sure everybody has their own, their own thing, but I, I, I feel like I know I, if you, if you're making that seven, eight, nine million a year, what's from the next, <laughs> yeah, where's life going sideways on you? Ah, shit, we lost. Oh, well, we're going to Phoenix tomorrow. Oh, yeah, my, you know, the wife's happy. Kids, I've driven a great car. Life's pretty good. I know that people, it's not always about money and lifestyle and all that. But I think when you have a number of those guys, and that is what you have right now. I don't think it's, yeah, I agree. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good, a good situation. Well, and the catch is, and the catch is that it's, they only have to be 10% off to not be successful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mean complete uh, throw in the towel and on a shift to shift basis, not even skate, right? Like that, that's not what you're talking about. But if you don't have that five, I'm just using 10% as a simple number. It's a tiny like, amount. Yeah. If you don't have that. Yeah. Right. Like if you don't have, you know, the 110%, well, you're not getting it done. You're not going to get it done. This, the game is too hard. When you're 90%, you better be damn good to think that your 90% is going to be better than the other team's 100. I I think there's absolutely some validity to the, the point you're making. I wouldn't say that Markstrom's got his feet up. I think he's almost the opposite. He's wearing this too much. Well, um, and I don't it, think Backlund and Tanev are anywhere near the top of the list for problems. But I think it does speak volumes to, like, where's Nazem Kadri at? Where are Huberto and Uyghur at? Um, you know, there, there are a lot of those guys that, and it has been a group that's had to be recrafted overnight. And so I think there's a lot of merit to what you're saying. There's also been some guys that have come by for agency that I don't worry about. Like Chris Tanner's the last guy I worry about. You're handing out grades when you sign that guy, what you thought and what you've got. Like it's A plus. It's not like, oof, this isn't Troy Brower. Like, nah. But I think if you, to your point, there's some other guys you wonder about. How about Dennis Kilbert? I loop them all together, and I do it. I do it too much, and Pinder argues with me about it because it it does. Both sides could be right on this, but like with Tanov, I bring it up again: is that 
you're right. You you say he's A plus, but why did you bring him in? You brought him in to help you win playoff series. Yep. Yep. And when he's not in the line, they're dog shit. Like we've seen the record. He's not contributing. All his fault? No. No, of course not. Right? Yeah. And uh, you know what's funny though? Like Hannafin's one year away from free agency. I think he's been solid. Uh, Lindholm's one year away from free agency. He's been very not who we thought he was. Um, Toffoli's one year away, and he's been very good. Like one of their most good. Backland, a very good season from him. Uh, it's it's a very and honestly, all these things so, are true. But if they get league average goaltending, where are they in the standings? How much better is morale? All those same things more, are true. And what's more important? Can I so a couple things? What the hell was Hannafin doing on that goal last night? So the switching D on the first goal was it power play? Or it the, was the switching D on the last he, goal, wasn't it? Well, there's a connecting to the first goal where he half shuffles and then he skates by him. It was well, the second he switches period. with Erasmus on the first goal? Yeah, yeah, and that was I think a an no, audible no, that no, Hannafin not calls. You're not talking about goal. that one though. Okay, no, no, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was wasn't Hannafin, but it came out to the point and he just touched it back in a little bit to no one and then watched the guy skate by him. And I was, I thought it was Hannafin, but maybe it wasn't. Sidorov's the one that gets caught lying down on the, the, the last goal. That was Switched a weaker misplay at the line. Pelche has to cover for him. And then there's a Uyghur out there. Yeah. Man, Uyghur is wild because the mistakes all end up in his, na- anyway. in his net. And then it's like he won't allow shots for many shifts in a row. It's like it's it is quite the dichotomy. <laughs> what do you want from this team? I want to see the fucking like, Colts. You talk about Toffoli. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. You talk about Toffoli. He would be a movable asset. Oh, big time. Not? You get there's lots of guys you get lots for. I, I just think that And do you want to ride it? But that, but, but, but that's my point. They they have to be having these internal discussions, do they not? Problem might be is I don't know if Tree and Daryl are talking. <laughs> like, well, and even Tree and the you owner would think as an organization, yeah, there has to be internal discussions. I I pray there's internal discussions going on because if there's not, what the somebody please tell me what direction this team's going in. I will. Remember when they didn't trade Geo a couple years ago? And yep. it was appalling to yep. a yep. few of us. Pinder, you being one, me yep. being another. Some people are like, well, you can't trade them, which is ridiculous. You lose them for nothing instead of trading stupid. them? What the hell are you doing? But if they <laughs> – exactly. If that's the same approach that they're going to have this trade deadline, what the F are we doing? So the difference is that, that they don't honestly, have a significant player expiring that's worth a lot. There's a lot of guys that expire next year, as we talked about. Six key guys, three really good D – and three really good forwards are all up next year. So uh, they're not at a spot where they're going to lose a guy for nothing. Um, and so I could certainly be convinced to shed one of these parts of the deadline. Uh, I don't know that this is the best climate to sell a guy with a year extra of term in the sense that if you trade a guy next year, you can eat some salary and really get a haul, whereas everyone's gummed up with with questions about the cap for next year. I don't know that anyone wants the second year of Toffoli as badly as they might want him at half price next year. I think you still have a lot of assets that are worth a lot next year. If this thing falls apart, like it is this year, five games before the trade deadline at Arizona at Vegas, and then at Colorado, you wrap the month with a home game against Boston. And then you host Toronto the day before the deadline. 
Is it the deadline the third? Am I crazy? Doesn't that... Is that not the third? Okay. Yeah, you're right. And yeah, I, cool. I don't disagree with you there, Pinner. You know, with with those contracts having another year. And mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know how I'm going to feel going in. If, if they don't do stuff, and I'm sure they will some way, so something's going to happen before the start of the next year. But if you miss the playoffs this year and you don't make trades at this trade deadline and you're going into next year with a full roster, basically, are, you, are we going to be content starting next year with a similar cast of characters? I mean, the, yeah, like the expectations would be, not be good at all, but that's kind of where this, these teams have been good. It's every year we think they're going to well, be and good. What's the drag on the, what, what's the drag on the whole? I mean, if they can't pull themselves out of it now, they're going to go through an offseason and show up at training camp again with a bunch of guys that didn't, they couldn't win with or find a way to to play consistent, hard knows competitive hockey last year and all of a sudden that's going to change you know for next year doesn't make sense i think if we look at the two issues that statistically have killed them the most it's power playing goaltending so goaltending is volatile maybe you get a way to get dustin wolf up maybe these guys bounce back maybe vladar is the one next year we don't know there you could certainly bring in someone else to coach power play um again that's what's so frustrating about this group it's talented roster like it's, I, I think if you spin this season a few times, there's a couple of years where this team's really good. Like they just haven't had goaltending and power play. You, is Winnipeg a good example of just totally hold fast? Well, they didn't change their coach. It wasn't hold fast, right? But it's the same roster, and their goaltender bounced back. He went from nine oh five to like nine thirty or whatever. Like it's yeah, of course things are better in Winnipeg. And sometimes you chalk it up to all these intangibles that you can't measure. And it's like, well, shit, well, they just the weren't coach, getting saves. Their coach. Coach is a big one too. There's defensively, they're much better. And what about Seattle? Yeah, Winnipeg, coach. Which Seattle? The one that can't win the last month, or the one that was in first place no, a month still, ago? The one that's they're not they're getting more saves, but um, middle of the pack goaltending. They're they're ahead of the Flames by a good chunk. Yeah, and if the Flames got goaltending, that wouldn't be the case, right? So, uh, we have a few, we're gonna have a uh, special guest join us here in studio in a little bit. Right now, though, and this is not real. You know, I feel bad for McLeod Law because McLeod Law, you know, they're they're proudly Calgarian. They love taking care of Calgarians. It's they're good boys. If you're if you're an entrepreneur, you're trying to. This is this is the people that they want to help. They want to be on your side, and they will be on your side. And they want to celebrate. You know, flames. Good vibes. Good vibes. You know, maybe the. Remember when you know we had the Red Mile and Kipper was great and all that sort of thing. McLeod Law, you know, Flames history kind of celebrate that. Uh, there's something I'm going to bring up today because it's somewhat timely, and I think we were there. Really? The uh, it was February. Well, let me take you back. Remember when Vegas joined the league? Yep. Their first visit in <laughs> Calgary, four to two, they beat the Flames January 30th, 2018. Okay. Then February 21st. On this date in 2018, the first visit of the Calgary Flames at the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. It was one nothing, two twenty eight in. It was uh, Carp Carp Dog Ryan Carpenter, the Carp Dog, future flame. That's right, future forever a flame. Because that was remember back. It was Vegas. They're going to score in the first three to five minutes. You for just sure. bet. It's just they're going to the be first up one nothing. Goal the, made people rich. The building's just your chest is going to be thumping, or you're going to feel your lungs vibrating from the noise in there. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, one nothing, then the Flames tied it at one. Then it was two to one, Vegas Flames tied it at two. Then it was three to two, Vegas. The Flames would tie it at three, I believe. In that game, Kachuk got into it with Mark Andre Fleury. Remember, yeah, they were kind of sounds, sounds right. going at each other. Fleury got a penalty in that game, actually. Um, they would then score. They being Vegas, four. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Unanswered and won that game seven to three. On this date, the first visit of the Calgary Flames. We were staying at uh, the, was it the Hard Rock Hotel? New York, New York. New York, New York. Thank you. I was yeah. confused too. It was New York, New York. You're right. With the crepe place and the buildings and that's there. right. Yeah. And uh, we, I believe we were right in the middle of uh, Winter Olympic time because we had the, the epic Peter oh, Labardius right. call on the morning show uh, as some professionals, uh, I guess, combed over the lobby when yeah, we were up right. very early in Vegas. And it was the mom's trip for the Calgary Flames, Dean. And all the moms, oh, Mrs. Gaudreau, Mrs. Monaghan, Mrs. Bennett, all oh, they're out having a time. And the, yeah. the boys are like, where's mom? Can we make sure she gets to bed? And they, they didn't get, what, one shot or no shots in the first 11 minutes of that game? It was a rough start. They were absolutely embarrassed in front of their bleeping mothers in yeah. Vegas. And there was no excuse because their moms were there. They weren't out howling at the moon. This wasn't the Vegas flu. I remember that one because we had by that time we'd all seen what was going on in Vegas with the pregame yeah. night coming out to center ice and doing all that stuff. And I just remember s- sitting or standing because we were in that one suite. I remember looking at you retro. I was like, this this ain't the Saddle Dome. It was so bloody loud in there. Yeah. And truly, the bass and the the noise, boom, 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 you could boom. feel your your diaphragm, your chest, I don't know. It's a nightclub. I can only imagine how the old blue hairs at the dome would feel if that was what it was like for a game-by-game atmosphere here in Calgary. Well, you can't. It's it's not Vegas. They would... It's at, just... It's, that's why Vegas is Vegas. That's why Nashville's Nashville. That's why Montreal's uh, Montreal. They're unique because that is the norm. On that night, Vegas hit 84 points, and that was a new record for points by an expansion team passing the 93-94 Florida Panthers. So you're saying at the 
tail end of February, they set a new record. That's correct. Yeah. They still had all of March and half of eight. And that 84 points set a new record. It also gave them the NHL overall point lead. Jeez. Expansion team first in the overall standings in February. Did some work. I think that Vegas team would be this year's Vegas team. And you want to talk about, (laughs) because we talked about it at the time. Here's some misfits and outcasts and all that coming together. You want to talk about a team that had chemistry and had an identity that loved one another. Well, and an event to rally around. There was that horrible shooting at that country event that was held outside the hotels on the strip. I mean, all those ingredients that Rhett's talked about, not that you want something tragic to happen, but it was an event that things could, people could rally around. That was the tightest group in the league that year. They lose in the final to Ovi. They had a real bond, those guys. Five games against Winnipeg? Five. I don't know. You know exactly what it was. I don't know what it was. Ryan I was, I was Reeves happy for Winnipeg. They were all scared of him. Peeing yeah. down their legs. Call Peter Klein. There he is. If you want, look at, there's Peter. See Peter? I don't see Peter. I see him on my thing. Okay, good. Peter Klein, McLeod Law. I do my best to give some help to the helpless and hope to the hopeless. a boy, Peter. There he is. God love you. Call Peter Klein, 403-254-3864. Their website, mcleod-law.com. They're on across the social media platforms at McLeod Law LLC. Personal injury, uh, just general, whatever it is, whatever it is. But for, certainly with Peter Klein, it's about uh, helping you chase down your your personal injury claim he said something interesting when we were there that you know if you're in the firm chatting and like it clearly you're under some stress this isn't like the best time of your life uh, something's happening where you need legal help you're probably not in you know hey this is my third day at the all-inclusive in the dominican it's different vibes and he said you know there's lots of lawyers that can do the work, but we try to understand that when people are coming in here, they're under a lot of stress. It's a rough time. We're trying to help them. Yeah, you feel like you've probably you've been kind of getting ganged up on a little bit. Run over, maybe. Who wants who wants your insurance company? Who wants uh, to take your side? That guy right there, Peter Klein does. McLeod-Law.com. Uh, I think we're going to take a break and we'll ah. get our guests set up. You get a guest before we do that. Um, a couple things. We're going to do the Pinder report momentarily. Congrats to Rachel. Rachel, who is on the the Instagram at Seafood MWG, I believe on Instagram. Rachel was the winner of our Montana's one hundred dollar gift card. Oh, yeah. She's going to go to a Montana's uh, barbecue and bar, and she's going to have whatever she wants to the tune of a hundred bills, and that'll get you. That's going to take you far, Rachel. She's going to see food, all right. <sighs> I'll tell you. Thanks to uh, Montana's for coming on board, making people winners, taking care of us uh, that night. We went out, and the the comfort menu, the food is great. And again, as they've said, just come on by. It's Tuesday. No pretense. Dude. Just swing in, and we'd love to see you. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Go have tacos Hammer today. Some tacos. Yeah. So thanks to Montana's for being a part of the show, and congrats to Rachel for picking up that hundred dollar gift card. I go, Rach. Rach. Rachie. Let's do the Pinder Report. It is a presentation of Village Honda. Northwest Auto Mall, onlinevillagehonda.com. The new 2023 Honda Passport Trail Sport is in stock. I just, it's it's very stout and sturdy. Looks tough, looks mean. Stop by Village Honda today. Check it out, that and more. Northwest Auto Mall. They are your dealership for life. It's the Pinder Report. All right, Flames last night, a matinee for the kids. Uh, nothing like bringing your youngster to the game and watching a fight less than two minutes in. Hey, Dane. Uh, great start for the Calgary Flames. Maybe one of their best first periods of the season. Uh, they trailed two, one nothing at the end of 20 minutes. Um, there's a lot more on this game on a little show called 
Afterburner. Some people call it a jinx. We call it a show. Here's a little sampling from last night's Afterburner following another loss to a bottom dweller 4-3 to the Flyers. Wasn't good, was it? No, we don't have the clip. No, we don't have the clip. All right, so we don't have the clip. Um, we, you mentioned it earlier. There, there's quite a list growing of goaltenders that you might not have heard of before this year, even at earlier you know, points in time this year that the Flames have uh, fallen to. Let's have a, a peek at the recent list, which is certainly not pretty. Um, now, it doesn't mean these guys don't play well, and they might be very good goalies down the road, but look at the last five goalies they've lost to. Um, Erson, Helberg, Sogard, Halak, who's actually pretty good, and uh, Jackson, not Jacob, Stauber. So that it's not the who's who. It's a backup in New York who's quite good and four guys that you didn't know for sure would be in the league right now If at the beginning of the year. None of them would be top two on the depth chart. It also goes to show you what other teams think of the Flames. Now, granted, Halak, that's on the back-to-back, and maybe some of these others, it was two, you know, two games and two nights. Try, I don't know. Well, injury in Ottawa, but, injuries in Chicago, back-to-back for the Rangers. I don't can't speak to Detroit, but it was a back-to-back as well. And Erson, 5-0, and oh, back-to-back coming up. Oh, no, they're not they're back-to-back. Weird. There's a bigger list too, Dean. It's not just the last five games. It's been all in the air as... Uh, they're, they're, you know what they are? They're placing a magnifying glass on the great young goaltenders in the NHL. Eric Comrie, Joey Decord, Kevin Lankinen, Antti Ranta, Jake Allen twice, Alismer's Lincoln, Spencer Martin, Thomas Grice, Phoenix Copley, Stalock, Stauber, Halak, Sogard, Elberg, Erson. All those guys outplayed Jacob Marshall, it feels like. Maybe it was. Which, one's the wor- which one hurts the most there? Did Spencer Martin? Um, I feel like they had uh, Mad Soberg right in the crosshairs. Or and Sogard, yeah. Choked up uh, to whatever his name was. Stauber yeah. was tough. There's there's a lot of tough ones. It'd be tough to rank those, Dean. Mm. i got to be honest. Real tough. Real tough to. Mm. Good stuff. Uh, and just in case uh, you're thinking, don't worry, they're going into Arizona. Uh, well, we're glad you're out of your coma. But in this season, actually, Flames fan, they have a tough time with the worst teams in the league or at least teams you might take for granted. And careful now, because look at the Yotes, 13-8-2 at Mullet Arena. Business in the front, party behind the rink. They've been doing all right in the uh, junior size barn. Careful. Everything's careful. There's no points given. In Why aren't we there? Yeah, who do we blame here? Like, well, we should be there. To kind of blame you? To you blame Rhett? Right? I blame, gonna, yeah. Rhett said no. Do we blame Rhett? I don't know. Yeah, yeah Rhett, you're I didn't say no to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a look at the standings. It's not a pretty picture after you uh, lose ground on the wild and don't get two points yesterday. They're now two back, and Minnesota has a game in hand. Not ideal. Schedule upcoming. Does Here's Nashville have a Nashville's got three better win percentage now. Uh, no, they're they're behind. But if they win all their games in hand, they'd be ahead of the Flames. So if they play a thousand hockey in their games in hand, they'd pass the Flames, uh, which is three games. Yeah. I like their goaltending better. <laughs> Here's the schedule. End of the month and the beginning of March. You noted it. Five games till the deadline that falls March 3rd. And there are two games against Minnesota over the course of four nights. One here, one on the second half of a back-to-back on the road. Those will go a long way in determining um, where you're at. You wish those Minnesota games were ahead of the deadline, Dean. It's uh, unfortunately after the deadline. I think... 
Yeah, I mean, I know the point you're making. <laughs> <They'll>, but... <laughs> they won't need the Minnesota games to decide. <laughs> well, I mean, it might you, be irrelevant. We anyway. talked about it two weeks ago. Where are they going to be the I deadline? Say, like, well, probably where they are now. It's kind of what's been the case. We looked at this month coming into it, and you knew that it was going to get. By the time you got to Vegas, Colorado, Boston to end, the soft part was done. It yep. ends with this Arizona game. So far through this soft part, you've gone two, three, and two. But you guess what the good news is? They actually play like shit against the soft part, and they're good against the hard parts of the schedule. Well, for whatever reason. Can't wait for that Boston yeah, but game. It's, uh, so excited. Yeah, Boston, win, Toronto. Right? That, that's yeah, a whole different good, level. Yeah. Colorado? Heck yes. Perfect. <laughs> Okay, let's go to the NHL. Uh, Rhett, guess who uh, was the second player to 40 goals in the NHL yesterday? Uh, 40 gonna, goals. Going to get paid this summer. Is your clue. To Kachuk. Not to Kachuk. He got paid last summer. It's David Pasternak that's going to get paid this summer. Uh, he oh, was sensational awesome. last night. Two goals in a Bruins win, including the game winner. And, you know, just another six shots on net for him. Here's uh, what was the game winner. Zink. And that was after Charlie McAvoy completely turns a guy inside out at the point. Pasta probably got a great shot at being the highest paid player in the NHL. So, again, for next that year. team here next week. There you go. Exciting. Can't wait. Better the team, better they play. Plans will be unreal. Must win. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly got traded on Friday night. Nothing like that Friday night news drop, hey? Uh, but people love this in Ontario. And now that Ryan, Ryan's a, Ryan O'Reilly's a Leaf, we get to hear everything about him, right? You yeah. know what color underwear he wears? We're, look, we're going to meet his dog here. No one met his dog in St. Louis. Dog was a little upset about it. Everyone, that. it's Ryan O'Reilly here. Uh, I'm here with my dog, Pam. Pam, you want to say hi? Uh, okay. <laughs> you hear the growl? Hi, Pam. <laughs> also, uh, you know you're new on the team when you go to give yourself the old uh, cold water shower but it's actually the BioSteel shower. I saw that. Your new guy. Yeah. Doesn't know the water from the juice. Yeah, he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. And hit a crossbar the other night, help her. More on O'Reilly in our Betway Bents of the Day later. Mm. Mm -hmm. Other action? Connor Hellebuck. I like like O'Reilly, but I don't want to cheer for him as a Leaf. Although Gio's still there, and I feel bad about you. I'm really in a conundrum. I'm in a real conundrum. Oh, boy, that's pink. That's not clear. Whoopsie. Well, I was going to ask you, because I think what this is the third straight year the Leafs have picked up a, a captain at the deadline. It was Felino last year, and I forget who the hell. Well, it would have been Gio, I guess, before. Um, St. Louis didn't have a problem trading their captain, hey? Free agent. Got to get him out, get some assets. Not every team, it's it's not that easy sometimes. You have a captain, you can't trade those I guys. I feel like it was the some, exact same spot. You were on the outside looking in. Teams one team was honest with where they were, the other smart. one wasn't. Hmm. So it's possible that we could have had a first-round pick right now. At least a second. To use plus. in whatever way we yeah, saw. Could be a player on the roster right now. That was years ago. Jeez. Hell about good. <laughs> Having a monster year, Dino. 50 saves on the road last night as part of a back-to-back for the Jets, who win against the very good New York Rangers, who picked up points in eight straight. Uh, one of the best performances of his career, says this beat reporter. And uh, you want a little more on Hellebuck? Well, here's him post-game. He didn't seem too fussed about it. 50 saves, dude. Come on. Guys are letting me see pucks there battling on rebounds. So, um, you know, it was a pretty routine night. Pretty routine night. 50 oh, yeah, good rhythm. Guys are letting me see pucks there battling on rebounds. So, um, you know, it was a pretty routine night. You, you know, know they, they let me wear so much gear. You yeah, know, like my yeah. pads and everything is so tall. big. It's kind of not fair. I feel bad for the shooters, frankly. Well, and you want to see where the shooters are shooting from. 
don't feel too bad for them because this is quite the heat map. That on the left is Halibax night. It's just Target on the right. Are you kidding me? The red ones go in. Look at all the action around the net. Halibuck. Vesna? Sorokin going to say something about that. I don't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit. We'll move along. You know what you do give a shit about is Salt Lake City yeah. and a good night out in Utah. Here's Charles Barkley and Shaq, our favorite sports commentators, commenting on getting out, having some fun. SLC. Woo! Or maybe not because it's Salt Lake City. These people going to heaven up this way ain't nothing to do with this boring ass city. Sounds boring. Boring ain't nothing to do with this. Great, you just it's a great city. No, you just hey, like these people. Oh, ladies, hey, this I, great. I did. It's, it's a great. Done. It's a great city, but ain't nothing to do here. These people all going to heaven. Oh my gosh! I've never ate so much room service in my life. Can't smoke. Can't drink. These people going to heaven. Where they going? They going to heaven. We get you one week. Yeah, one more time. Yeah, yeah. they're going to heaven. They're going to heaven. Can't get in trouble in Salt Lake City. That's why they're going to heaven. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw it on the weekend. Patrick Mahomes has a uncannily, uncanny, uncanny similarity to one of our favorite fictional athletes. You probably saw this. Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. This is. Yeah, no. So we started off. They actually threw a nice uh, party for us at the hotel. The chain smokers came through. DJ Khaled came through. Um, I had the goddamn spoon man from the Soundgarden videos coming to my shit. <laughs> no way. Oh yeah. I'm talking six grills burning at all times. Tiki torches, three whole pigs, fucking shitloads of macaroni and cheeses, baked potatoes, collard greens, oh. a horse, fucking Puerto Rican chicks showing their pussies and tits off everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you can't beat that, man. That's every genre of music you need right there. It's, it's just unbelievable. It's really good. I'm sorry about the language, Red. I had to show you that. Yeah, sorry, Red. Sorry, oh, Red. I know, yeah. I know you don't like cursing. Kenny Poor Powers. Uh, my favorite shows. John Rahm won again. That's a good six weeks for the Spaniard. He just made $9.4 million. <laughs> <laughs> Six weeks? <laughs> what? Six weeks. And yeah, it was a hit in L.A. because Tiger was back. And uh, there's some money in golf all of a sudden. All you needed is the Saudis to start up a league. And all of a sudden, all his money in PGA. Where that? Look, we found out the mattress. Another 18 million. There you go, guys. Finally, a couple items to close on. You didn't close on the Mahomes? We got better. Okay. Because we got big news coming up. Uh, Announced this morning, Flames Nation, we got a new villain in town. Huh? Is that right? You got Sting jumping back. Look at this. Rob Kerr. Just a game. Three times a week. You That's gotta, right here on Flames Nation. You got to read the tweet. For people that are just listening, they don't know what the hell you're talking about. I just about. said Rob Kerr. Uh-huh. Proud to join the Nation Network and join and host Just a Game with Rob Kerr three times a week. Really? Amazing. And the more things change, the more things stay the same. Because remember when you didn't want to wake up early and you... Yeah. Let's see the tweet from... Oh, did you grab it again? Yeah. <sighs> 2 a.m. Dean up again tweeting rather than sleeping. Um, you know you're not at the station at 3.30 anymore. Four. You can feel free to hit that snooze button. 1.43 this morning. 1.43. So the more they change, the more they stay the I same. I guess so. Right? Sorry about that. And uh, it's weird. Like the you come you into the room the, and you can tell the mornings that there's a 2 a.m. tweet. It's just like one word answers, little rain cloud, grumpy. Mm, don't want to talk about it. Not, not communication drops to about a one out of ten. At, I, hang on. Now, if you're up at 1:45, okay, I can't get back to sleep. This is the shits. 
blah, blah, and I'm not taking a gummy and boom's going to be stubborn and not try to sleep. He'd rather just be miserable. But Ryan, this is a question for you. If you got up at 1.45, yeah. first of all, you wouldn't, but if you did, you know, like, do you get up? Do you make French toast? Do you make bacon and eggs? Do you have a breakfast? And then, you know, maybe do some tweeting and some research, spend an hour at the gym or maybe uh, riding your bike or getting some sort of fitness. And I mean, literally, that person beside you there, he could get up, have a full day mm -hmm. or four or five hours awake, get a whole shitload done and actually get back to bed for a two hour nap if he chose. No, yeah, shovel the walk if you want. <laughs> would you do that? Right? Like, no, my answer would be not safe for work or what I do if I'm waking up at 145 in the morning. <laughs> but hey, everyone's wired differently. Right? Like, there's uh, time to get in a nap in between 145 and makes and, a guy tired. 1045. What is that? Huh? Are we done? <laughs> That's your Dean, have you tried the new? They've got those, those ear. It's not, uh, you know, we your got light? cans on, or I do, and it's not. It's kind of like a headband, and they've got a noise system in there that's mm -hmm. supposed to help you sleep. It covers your eyes. Like, have you tried these things? What about my mask? I'm going to get you a Cleopatra mask. Yeah. Do you want the mask? No, I don't. Get one of those Star Wars masks. No. Those look unreal. No. Get a Stormtrooper mask. No, you'll sleep great. He'd rather get up at 145. He doesn't want any help. He's content with it. I know what's helping it. Tweeting at 2 a.m. certainly is helping. Well, you saw oh, 143. Sure, well, that's what they say. Pull out your phone Make if you can't sure sleep. Make sure you stare at your device before bed and as soon as you wake up. No. Absolutely. It was Grab 143. I tweeted at 207. I'd thrown the towel in by then. I'm like, I'm not getting back. How many Peloton rides this morning? Three? Are you done? I'm done. That's uh, Village Honda. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, Village Honda detailing packages starting at only $79.95. Once the snow gets gone, then it's going to be all wet and sloppy and gross. This, yeah, give it some thought. Get it in there. Protect your vehicle from the harsh elements of winter and book your detailing package today. VillageHonda.com. You done? Uh, Just so you guys know, they're golfing here today. Well, we Thanks, can't Rhett. all live in Buffalo, right? Yeah. We can't all live in Buffalo. We are going to take a break. Huh? We're going to get set up. The king of afternoon radio in Calgary is back. Rob Kerr in studio coming up. Heel. Stay there. Total heel. Big time heel. Coming back. Get some coffee. And just a quick break. Thanks uh, for allowing us that. We're Appreciate here in the, the Tower Chrysler Studios. Uh, you talk about memory lane. Mm. Now I'm a little foggy, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it was probably around 0203. Uh, I'm working in Red Deer and listening to 960 radio and there's not a lot going on. There's, there's a morning show and then there's kind of a lot of canned stuff. And then there's an afternoon show. I remember I was, I was driving home from a flames game one night and the post game show ended by the time I got to Airdrie. And I was thinking, I'm going to listen to the post-game show and all that all the way home to mm -hmm. Red Deer. It, it, did, it was done by Airdrie. What are they doing? And then I remember there was a job posting on, uh, on Milk Ban. Unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, afternoons at what was then Fan 960. I'm like, oh, I want, get, I, get, I want to get that job. And I heard through the grapevine that uh, a guy from Edmonton had applied for the job. And when I heard who it was, I, I 
my default was, and I'm not even trying to butter him up. It's like, oh, well, that's the right guy. Job's that's taken. the guy for the, for, he's the guy to hire because he was doing late night stuff in Edmonton on a Christian station. It had no business being where it was or being a thing at all, but yet he made it a thing. It was, it was energetic and it was, it was exciting radio. Then this guy starts in Calgary doing afternoons and to say that he changed the afternoon show would be selling it short. He changed that whole station and how shows were constructed, how you just, everybody, you had to start putting more thought into how you were doing things and sponsorship expanded and show lengths expanded. And all of a sudden pregame shows were not 15 minutes or half an hour. They were an hour or an hour and a half. And then the postgame show, it went till if no one was going to stop them, he wasn't stopping. If they're still calling, I'll keep taking calls. It's 2000. It's the 04 playoffs and the flames win in Vancouver and fly home. And he's still on the radio. Craig Conroy Calls, I can't believe this. You guys are still on? That game was over hours ago. That's right. Um, and he just, whether it was the draft or the afternoon show or playoffs or whatever it was, he changed it all. The hot stove lounge was never a thing till it was a thing because he made it a thing. And I'm happy to see him here in our studios and welcome him to the Flames Nation family because the, the fam. king of afternoon radio is back. And I'll, I'll, I'll let him kind of explain. It's Rob Kerr and Just a Game yeah. makes its debut today yep. on, on our Flames Nation right across the board. It will be going live and uh, obviously podcast. We'll have all those details. Yep. But here, here you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did, I wasn't sure that we'd be doing anything together again. You just don't know how the, how the business yeah, works. You, you don't. You're, you're walking down the street in Marta Loop and, and you come across a little sign at a place. And, and, you <laughs> yeah. Know, well, you that, saw that, that, hey? That's, Help wanted. that's not bad. Yeah. And then this is what hooked me yeah. uh, right there um, because yeah. <laughs> I am very pro-noodle. Yeah. Um, you want noodles so and noodles? It's close. I, yeah. Yeah. It's so close. I said, I'll do this if I can do it from the Oodle Noodle studio. Right. And here we are. Here it is. And here we are. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Smooth, eh? right? So the show begins. Now this has been in in the works for a while. Yeah. When did we first have a a conversation? Uh, First time, (laughs) because it's taken a while. I say probably uh, before the departure for you guys, and then it got in earnest after that. I would say, I, I at least we explored or had that conversation. I think we were all kind of going through the what is the next generation of of sports casting going to be because clearly it's evolving it's it's uh, you know it's adapting it's changing and um you know i know i certainly took a look at some really neat opportunities and great opportunities and and uh, you know safe to say you were courted um they came hard after you and they got and they got you guys and then i would say it, it really took off for earnest after uh i popped in 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 november and we had a little chat and uh you know, got to see what it was all about. And, you know, it's pretty cool. Like it, it you know, I've been teasing that I'm going home and, and I, you know, for some people that's one thing, but this is, this is really me coming home because just a game has got some real significance to me because that was my first ever sports talk show. That's what it was called. Just a game with Rob Kerr. I, it was, it was, everybody's been really nice today and, and somebody, somebody put out there, oh, that's great. Jason Greger's uh, putting something on the flames. Nation, yeah, and, and I'm like, well, yeah. 
Jason was kind enough to give the name back. Yeah. Uh, but back. that, yeah. Because he took it after I left. See, that's what right? everyone misses. Right? Yeah, everybody misses that part. And then the other part is when I had that show, I was part of a internet startup, anysportanytime.com, and we were broadcasting games and, uh, you know, sprint car racing and high school football and AJHL and ACAC hockey and basketball and all of this on real player. Uh, the problem was in you know, 2001, 2002, the internet was still fairly new and your adoption rates and, you know, sponsors weren't as savvy as they are now. But I mean, look at what Playmaker Capital views the Nation Network and look at what the Nation Network has done. This is the place to be. This is the place to come and, and be part of this, I think, is the next generation of sports talk in, in our country. So I'm really excited about the opportunity. I know, we'll, and we'll probably save some of it for your show. Sure, uh, you must be hard up because you're bringing me on show number one. Mm -hmm. Do you not? Uh, you need you need an assistant. Well, you I, need someone to book for you. You know, I was talking to the Wolverine, <laughs> yeah. and he said, "You know, if we could, <laughs> said, yeah. if if we could do something on that first show that would be explosive right out of the gate." Yeah. And I said, "Kerboom!" And he goes, "Yes, if it could go bang." And yeah. I said, "No, kerboom!" Yeah, and, yeah. and that's what we're doing. We're we're bringing back kerboom for yeah. an hour. Or, I'm excited so. about that. So, did you think that you'd be because you left, you yeah. were doing sports radio. Yeah. You went and did play by play. Yeah. You then came back to radio. Yeah. Kind of begrudge. It was, you know, yeah. it was. Yeah. And then, and then you left. Yeah. Did you think that was yeah. it? I did because I thought it was over for the genre. I thought that you know I thought podcasts would fill a void, but I thought the genre had changed. The platform had become more about promotion and more about, you know, if you're a big corporation using the, you know, the radio kind of leverage the, the, the shows can leverage the space between the ads. And I, that's how I felt. So not anybody else. And I'm not putting that on anybody. I've got some friends that are still in radio and, and God bless them. I, I missed the, the true parts of that medium, but I did not count on kind of this evolution and where this has come and the professionalism of all of this and and really the consumption you know I saw it when you guys launched I'll never forget walking around the office and just seeing the number of people who had it up on their computers so to me that was uh, that you know it's a small micro sa sample size but it, it it sure it certainly had that you know that yeah. uh, integration into the market. So and, and, and that would be I've the belly it. of the beast, right? Because you're 100%. talking about CSEC, the yeah. Flames office, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I I did not expect to come back. It was nice every once in a while I'd pop on. You know, you guys go away at the Christmas time, so I'd pop on, and in the summertime I'd pop on or whatever, and we'd do something. It was good, but no, I up until about a year ago, I probably never. I wasn't planning yeah. on coming back. I was pl planning on going down another path, but you know. The nice thing about this is I'm being given an opportunity that I never thought I'd get, which is to to do that, but also leaves me time to to kind of start my own business on the consulting side, which I'm currently active in. And um, so it's been a blessing. It's just, yeah, I'm 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 truly, really, really lucky. So just a game, three yeah. days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it, <laughs> or Tuesday, yeah. the, the whole or Tuesday. Thing. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. But Feels the like whole thing is is almost tailor-made for you because and we almost laugh about it because you can go as long as you want when you want does tan man know that do whatever the like whatever the topic because that was the thing that kind of boxed you in a little yeah bit, 
was, well, we've got sponsor this and we got to do promotional that. And yeah. you, well, you can't do this because we're tied in with this. You want a break here. You got to be back yeah. by this time. Yeah. Right. And you were, you know, there were, there were not, you were shackled by any means, but no, this, no, is, no. this is almost ultimate freedom. It for is. You and, that, and, and that's the word I've used is freedom. And I had that when I started just a game. I feel like I've got that now. Um, I think it's worth noting. And I'm very appreciative of, I don't know if we name drop the big guys, but like Jay and, and Jared have been terrific in this. And I think initially I was coming on the Flames Nation brand, but now I'm on the Nation Network brand, because I'm actually going to be a sports talk show. I'm not going to be a hockey show. Lots of hockey, don't get me wrong. But we are going to get into the CFL. We are going to get into Major League Baseball. We are going to get into the surge and the cavalry and, and those other stories. And quite honestly, we've got some, I think, some really cool stories to tell about this city. And, and right now, um, you know, I, I, I think all the time of uh, the original Batman and Jack Nicholson as the Joker and, the, you know, that, that line, you know, this city needs an enema. This city needs something right now because it's it's a little bit down at the lip. It's a little bit limping behind everybody. It's uh, it's got no heroes. Um, there's a lot of infighting. There's a lot of cat fighting. Uh, but honestly, there's also some incredible things going on. So we got to kind of you know give it a little energy, give it a little juice, make people proud to be Cal, you know, or sure. promote the fact that they're proud to be Calgarians. I don't want to say that everybody isn't, but. Um, it's been noticeable in the last four or five, six years, the building, I think the, the, the lack of a new building, I think, you know, kind of the way the Olympic thing fizzled out, there's, you know, all kinds of things that, you know, could have brought some prominence back, some, some luster back to the community. And it hasn't happened. The field house debacle keeps to continue. So uh, that's one of the things I want to do is certainly tell some of the local stories and, you know, and get out and, and mix it up and, and, you know, put the big boy pants on and, and go out and debate some stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. He's the best at it. I think it all started when Rhett left town. It didn't help. That was a huge I think people look at that the same way that, you know, the measuring stick in the 80s was when the rats actually left the, the ship. Yeah. You knew something was wrong, yeah. right? So in the in the case of retro <laughs> moving to Buffalo. It's the canary in the coal people, mine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, uh-oh, toothpaste is out of the tube. That's now right. what do we do? Mm-hmm. If Rhett's leaving. If I Rhett's mean, leaving. Why rats are the freeways have followed me around. Uh, now, have right. they? Oh, I'm, I'm sad to hear that. Yeah, I've Florida, and there's, I mean, the, the, I'm, I'm spent a lot of time with rats. Well, life, so. I mean, originally your name with the Saskatoon Blades was the uh, Pied Piper, but here we are. <laughs> you took, you obviously went away and you did a lot of stuff, and you've given back to the community and the province in so many different ways. Do you think that leaving and now coming back, is it more clear that this is a passion of yours and that this is what you should be doing? Yes. Because I feel like this is Rob Kerr. I agree. To me, this is Rob Kerr. Yeah. And I don't I don't begrudge you for what you did and you left and you tried different things. I think that's all part of life's grand adventures and it's important to try different things. But when I think of Rob Kerr, I see you behind a mic with your cans on talking. And it, it, it gives me goosebumps to think that you're going to come back. And I've... <laughs> I hope I'm not wrong, but it feels like it's this is your passion and what you should be doing. Well, I, I appreciate that, Retro, um, and I hope you're not wrong either. Yeah, I mean, you can you can ask Boom, you can ask any of my friends. There are moments. Poor Luke Dury over at CSEC, uh, one of the uh, the sales guys uh, or uh, sweet guys. Every once in a while, he'd catch me at the coffee machine and he'd go, "Hey, what did you think of that game?" And bang, I'd break out into, "Oh, well, let's do <laughs> a show right now." Yeah, yeah, how much uh, time you got? Yeah, exactly. So. I do feel it is. I just, 
you know, like I say, and no, it's not anybody's fault. There's no villain in this. I, I, I wrote something on LinkedIn today and I said, you know, Kelly Kirsch tried hard over there to give me that freedom. He did, but it was the machine and the machine was promote, promote, promote. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. It really struck me. It really felt bad. I felt embarrassed and I felt, you know, kind of just all of those emotions when I'm doing a, a show on radio and in the commercials, we're promoting a TV show with Tim and Sid, go watch that instead of listen to this. And that, sorry, I, you know, you, you know, there's a great line, Pat McAfee had it. You want to, he tweeted, it's not his, but it really hit home for me. You want to be somewhere where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. And I really feel like, you know, here you guys are celebrated as you should be. I, you know, I've, I feel that way too. So yeah, I, I do. I want to come back. I hope I'm not out of step. I hope I'm not old news. I hope I'm not the old man on the, no. the, the, you know, on the step screaming at the clouds. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that's going on in sports, and I, I really want to go after that. But there's also some stuff that's pissing me off. I'll be perfectly blunt, and we'll get to that. Yeah. I love it. It's like he's got butterflies again. He's well, the rookie you know stepping into the lineup. This is the magic that he's nervous gets me excited. You know what? Rhett nailed it. It's and because uh, I chuckled and I talked to him. I'm like, dude, you, this is this is what you should be doing. I, that I just kind of shrugged my shoulders. How mm-hmm. many times have I touched? I know. Like, I know. Oh, but what do you think, dude? Don't like no. Just do it. Because you were the you were the like no one I've ever seen. Where as soon as the mics came on. It was okay. Hang on, hang on to the table because we're going now. Mm-hmm. It's, we're about to the wheels up. Here sure. we go, and you will not be out of step because you have too much passion for that. I, I think guys get out of step when they don't give a shit anymore. But but you give as much a shit as you ever have, maybe more. So yeah. the passion is there. I'm happy for you. As and it's about trying to turn you know positives in from negatives and that. And as soon as I had heard that that you'd been let go. It was like, well, this is, this is the a natural fit. Let's go, sure. and I am pumped. Well, I appreciate to be sitting it. here today. Well, I, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and you guys and and what you guys have been able to come and do. I mean, we all sat and said, okay, what they've left now, what happens? And then when you guys, you know, came back with Barn Burner, I'll, I'll never forget the teaser. And it's like, <laughs> holy crap! Okay, and then yeah, okay, day one, rough, but. Day two was like you never left, sort of thing, right? Day one. Sorry, was I not day two? There was (laughs) no. Oh, I'm sorry. There was no day one. Oh, day two. Sorry, I started watching day two. But you know what it reminded me of, and but it was it was like when Stern went to satellite radio and everybody said, "Okay, hold on, what's that new freedom going to be like? What's that? How's that going to work? How does the you know how does the you know the collar come off? You know, and that sort of thing. So and you're kind of always wondering, like you know. And the first time I came on here, I was able to drop an F-bomb and do all that stuff. I won't be doing that anymore. I won't. I'm going to try to keep the language. on. And, and there's a good reason. Um, uh, one of our superheroes players, Ty, uh, heard that podcast. was Uh-oh. very upset oh, with me. See? Um, so we had, a, uh, yeah. we had a conversation about language. So I'm going to try to keep mine in check. And, and that's for the superhero kids. So uh, I can't promise, but that's, that, yeah. But it's always it, been better than us. Better no, I'm not better than you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not better, better than you. I'm following Stronger you guys. Stronger morals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that. Yeah, yeah for sure that. Rob Kerr, welcome home, buddy. Thanks, guys. Just a game. Just a game. And in just a little under an hour. That's right. Jeez, look at that. Right here on this same bat channel. Tight turn. Great right? logo. Hey. Look at that, eh? Tyler Tanner. Isn't Great that incredible? Logo, buddy. Love it. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, kids.
We will do a couple things, and then we'll get the hell out of the way and make way for just, just the game. game. Uh, later this week, we're going to be back at Gray Eagle uh, Casino. You want to join us? You want to come hang? Yeah. We'll be know. down there watching the Yotes in flames, doing a little afterburner there. Afterburner Wednesday night, we will be atop the stage bar once again. Love doing it. a little, uh, God, it's, talk it's, about another flames loss. It's, yeah, it's, it, you know what? We need to mix something up on afterburner. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, maybe a little change of scenery the isn't line. the worst gotta, thing for the afterburner. Yeah. Maybe we're the we need to create a rally cry for this squad. That's right. Gonna, you know what I mean? Like if they win, we gotta do something. Go on food protest or something like that. I'll I'll go dry if they don't start winning games. Sleep past that. noon. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's coming up on uh, Wednesday. A reminder Great coming up yeah, Friday at the event center. A uh, the the triple header Toronto the Headpins and Lee Aaron oh, in concert Lee Aaron watch it was that Lee Aaron watch it do to my body baby yes, love that video. Um, yeah. yeah who doesn't uh, so that's at the event center all tickets for events at the Gray Eagle Event Center through Ticketmaster Ticketmaster.ca that's coming up on Friday night that will be a banger and again less exciting but we will be there on Wednesday to each your own say Toronto as well yeah that's right triple header. What was the, their song? Was uh, your daddy don't know? That's right. And then of course the head. Daddy the don't the know. Uh, let's do our Betway bets of the day and call it a day. What do we got? Nine games. What did I see tonight? Nine games. I'm down to one. I'll tell you that. Uh, I'll start us off. So I just kind of went into right when you go into yeah, the Betway specials. app. They have the specials right across. Um, Ooh, look at this! Wow. Connor McDavid. Kirill Kaprizov, both to score tonight, plus 200. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. And then, uh, you know what? I think, you know, I think actually the odds are off on this one here because that's really high. Uh, Connor McDavid, Nikita Kucherov, and Mitch Marner, each to get a point, is actually minus 150. I may have sent that, sent that in wrong. But it's, it's one of, I feel good about the McDavid and the Kaprizov. Okay. Then I'm not going to get greedy. A okay, point for take your money. A point from Marner was had like a hundred points in a hundred games, whatever it is. All those guys are getting points tonight. So take it. That's a two banger right there for you with my bets of the day. I'm focusing on what should be a fun one tonight. Uh, Buffalo hosting Toronto and what's usually a good road fans will travel environment. Leafs are all fired up after the Ryan O'Reilly deal. Sabres has been a ton of fun. Rhett says they like scoring goals. I believe uh, I could see a lot of goals tonight. Austin Matthews and wild bill Nylander or we Willie Nylander, whatever you want to call him. Plus three thirty three. Mm. Sign me up for that. And I'll take an ROR anytime goal. Ryan O'Reilly hit the crossbar in his debut, and he's got Marner on his wing. That's a good spot to be. Uh, I'm not saying the Leafs win, Rhett. I just think this could be a very fun, high-flying, old, uh, you know, battle of the border, the golden horseshoe, the the, the Lake Ontario battle. Oh, yeah. Thing there, yeah. That's the one. O'Reilly's old squad, too. That is right. Why yeah. am I not going to this game? You still can, I bet. Probably a seat available, even for an alumni, possibly. You're golfing. No, That's you're right. Going. You're going golfing. golfing. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Jeez, is that already game day? Is that what we're talking about? What, what's our What's our week look like here? On. Goodness gracious. We got uh, this. the whole, uh, you know, you take get that Monday off. Tomorrow is game day at Arizona, followed by a game day Thursday at Vegas. Wow. Busy, busy. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Have a great day, Retro. Good to see you. Chat tomorrow. Oilers. Okay, there you go. See you tomorrow, buddy.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.